Welcome to the Angel News Network's current events broadcasting. Our brief interview programs are designed to obtain the perspectives of the higher realms on the current events taking place in our country and our world. I am Joel Anastasi. In each program, I will be interviewing a member of the Higher Realms, channeled by Philip Elton Collins. Philip and I are co-founders of the Angel News Network. Good morning, Philip. Hello, everyone. Give me one moment to go into trance, and I will be connected with Ascended Master St. Germain. Good morning, St. Germain. Thank you for joining us. Good day, everyone. We are going to continue our discussion on death um, with the, ne- the segment two which I have chosen to entitle, Death is Simply One Event in an Endless Cycle of Change. Indeed. And change is all there is. Creation is change. Well, you make that very clear in the piece that uh, you and Philip created called a discussion about so-called death. And in it, you... um, you describe the whole life experience as, as constant change. And the, the examples you offer uh, that moving from youth to old age is, uh, is, is a, a demonstration of change and moving from health to, to sickness. And actually, they are all ultimately a process leading to death. Well, they're all actually death within themselves. If you can equate change to death, change equals death, death equals change, or maybe even eliminate the word death and just replace it with change, you can reduce the fear of it. Well, that certainly dramatically changes the whole image of what death is. Indeed, for that is what it is. And of course, you you, uh, offered other examples. You, You talked about that the body totally transforms itself every seven years, that the blood cells are replaced uh, every month, and um, and that the human life uh, is 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 uh, dying really every day. But we only seem to notice this at the final death. But that the whole process of living is a continued process of change. And remembering, beloved students and friends, no soul leaves that physical death one moment before its appointed time. It may be one minute in being human. It may be 100 years. It matters not. It only matters in dense matter. You, you make a wonderful statement in, in the piece um, that you said, considering the, the deaths of all of the living forms on Earth, you might think of the planet as a huge cosmic cemetery or a, or a laboratory of growth and expansion. Which do you relate to? Well, I certainly like the idea of a laboratory of growth and expansion. There are more of you dead than alive, always. Well, and you call it a spiraling, a spiraling wheel of life and death to be reborn again. And you say, say that death is part of an endless cycle of creation. The stamp of immortality is imprinted upon all bodies. All are subject to this divinely ordained, unending process of birth and death to rebirth. And change is the ultimate reality. The law, the universal law, the circle of life, in effect, the spiral. If you look at nature, you see it constantly. 
If you look at the evolution of your incarnational cycles, you see it constantly. If you look at your solar system, if you look at your galaxies, all spirals, all circles, no ending, no beginning, all in a state of becoming. And you, you describe it so uh, wonderfully because you, 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 you help us see, you help me see that really we are part of a vast process of creation. Uh, you, you describe it as being a ceaseless interchange of particles that reflect this universal law. Every particle belong, belongs to all there is. And what a description of oneness. It is also a description of your divinity. Yes. Yes. Begin to link it. Begin to know that you are a divine being. Connected through that oneness. Can you begin to see it? Yes. Yes. That's the reason for this teaching. And, and, and you say that change is the ultimate reality reflecting a perpetual cycle of creation. Manifestation is a living process. Yes. And living is eternal, whether it be seen or unseen, or in a dense frequency or a higher frequency. It is all diversified expressions of life. And, and, and you say, uh, expression of life, and you say this, life is the repeated embodiments of all individuals. Not only does life, like a circle, return to where it arises on itself. Like a circle. But like the entire universal movement is ultimately a circular one, actually a spiral. Yes. And then you say there is nothing really dead in the universe, no matter its appearance. The world and you are in a living process. The universe is vibrant and alive. Death is the gateway to a fresh rebirth. You are eternally alive. Everything in creation is alive, be it a crystal, a plant, an animal, a human being, and all the other advanced civilizations in creation. That comes back to the, the many times you have told us to see Earth as a living being, not some inanimate dead ab object. Oh, she is. That is what is missing in your natural sciences at this time. Do not fully understand and embrace, even though you have candidates for your presidency right now are beginning to postulate and understand this, that your planet is a living, conscious being, your mother in effect, who has agreed to house you and to maintain you, and that her consciousness and her evolutionary path will continue with or without the choices that you make in being human. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we ever heard a political candidate say that? You have one. It is in the feminine. It is in the format of the feminine energy. Right. She hasn't said it quite that way yet. I hope she does. She has. In the she past. has. Yeah, I know I'm talking about when she's standing on the stage for all, for all the world to hear. She's being cautious not to appear right. too metaphysical yeah. with the student. They'll, they'll try to attach crazy to her. Too late for that. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to read this last thing be, be, before we connect it uh, to, death to the ascension process. 
uh, what I thought was going to be four pieces, I'm going to make two. <clears throat> Death, the most critical form of change, is the necessary price every incarnate pays for living in the space-time world. But death does not speak the last word, for the twin truth to all this must clearly be that an existence, which is formless and timeless, which is in the being rather than the becoming, must be an immortal one. Read the first sentence again, please. Death, the most critical form of change, is the necessary price every incarnate pays for living Let in the space-time world. Let us change price to agreement. Ah, okay. It is something that you have agreed upon through your free choice and will in being human. It's not exactly a price. It's an agreement, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Well, that helps because one of the observations I was making, you know, as we talk about this process, it can sound, at least it does to me, a little barren. And what was missing for me was a sense of joy and bliss and love and warm things. Because it sounds kind of scary when our molecules are all spinning around, you know, on a little level and a big level. Remember, beloved student, when you leave this frequency, you will not have the emotions of fear or doubt. You will be connected to all that there is, and you will trust and surrender to that connection. It will be a miraculous experience if you so choose. And even if you don't initially choose it upon death, you will go through a process that releases that doubt and negative experience into one of sheer joy and bliss. Do you understand? Sheer joy and bliss. Yes. That's wonderful. Are those felt? Because we don't have an emotional body. I... You experience things initially upon death, but then you transmute through that and beyond that connecting to the consciousness of all that there is. Okay, we just have to trust that that is, because I think when we try to understand it fully, we, we, we sort of miss the point. Simply understand the point is you initially experience a reflection of what your last lifetime was, the good and the bad of it, and you transmute that through an evolutionary process and connect to all that there is. Simply know that without all of the intricacies in between. Right. That's sort of what I meant. Just but there is that. a process that you can choose to trust and surrender to or not. And then that is what you will create, that reality upon leaving your body. But you will evolve through it no matter what, because that divine essence is in each and every one of you, no matter how your lifetimes have expressed themselves in a physical format. You cannot escape your divinity. And even though there have been life forms, advanced life forms on this planet that have attempted to manipulate it, to change it, to control it, they cannot and they will not ever be allowed to do so. Let's um, move into the last section here. Um, and rather than my ask a bunch of questions, 
I think you would be able to. Can can you kind of put put it together for us that uh, the connection between death, rebirth, and the uh, the ascension process? It is the process of creation. It is the process that you will go through in being human and transcending being human, reflecting how creation operates and structures itself through a constant renewal and rebirthing. Whether it is a star being created through the formation of gases, having a very long lifetime and exploding and destroying itself to create new worlds anew, you are a reflection of that process, that ever becoming, that ever being, that never ending process of eternity. I extracted four statements you make from this piece. I would like to just read them and then have you uh, comment on them. You say, and, and this repeats some of what we've talked about, life and death are both designed to be transient. One is always a preface to the other. The experience of living in the universe allows one to ask, who am I? Why am I here? When you find the answers, you find your true eternal self and liberate yourself from repeated incarnational cycles. And you say that humanity can liberate itself from the repeated incarnational cycles by increasing their consciousness and frequency vibration through a deep examination of self via a personal process being gifted to humanity by higher realms now to ascend to a higher frequency of existence, which is the destination and destiny of all humanity. And you do that by activating your soul plan, your reason, your purpose in being here by knowing who you are and knowing why you're here. Um, we at the Angel News Network have created a, a program called Life Mastery based on the teaching of, of the Archangel Michael. That is the personal process that I think of when you refer to the personal process that has been gifted by the higher realms. Yes, it is a reflection of your choice in experiencing humanity through self, yourself, myself. And allowing that relationship with self transmuting and transitioning into everything. Is that program that we've created of Life Mastery complete? It is. It is a tremendous gift to humanity. Okay, well that makes me feel better because I, was, I, I wasn't sure to what degree we had fully completed that mission. It ends with a preparation, giving you the tools and the exercises, if you so choose, to dedicate and discipline yourself within that 16-lesson format to ascend to a higher frequency, a higher state of consciousness, which ultimately will lead to your ascended mastership. Yes. Wonderful. Okay, you, um, you say in the piece... Um, <clears throat> This divine ascension process is the true divine rebirth of humanity. That we can end the weary cycle of reincarnations by taking one of three paths. And I want to read each one of the three paths that you um, present here. One, you may elect to merge finally and forever in the universal mind by healing the unhealed ego and self 
and merging with cosmic love into the Ascended Master's realm and serve the planet from a higher realm. So we would essentially become Ascended Masters. It is where I reside at this time, and it is a choice. Okay. The second one is you may leave this planet, which is becoming a star, for a higher one. I, I assume you mean by that a more advanced one, where the forms and grades of life are of a higher frequency. There are other inhabited worlds, some lower and some higher than this one, within the universal evolutionary scale. Any human being who has developed so highly that they have personally outgrown the usefulness of Earth have earned the right to reincarnate on a planet with more advanced beings. And I would like to add, also, your inner Earth civilizations, all 120 of them, reflect this choice as well. Right here, right now, in the core of this planet are such worlds. So you will make a choice whether to be a part of that inner Earth civilization with the channel often frequencies, or you will choose another world to your liking, and they will be revealed to you in a crystal formatted video. They will be revealed in a crystal formatted video. You mean, uh, and you will make a choice okay. through your resonance and your discernment where to be if you choose that particular choice. That that, that is when we move back to spirit. That we make that choice. Yes. Okay. The the third choice, <clears throat> you can decide to abandon any rewards and remain here. In constant, in constant reincarnations to help mankind grow out of density and ignorance. Many of your master teachers and messengers chose this path. Can you think of any examples of those individuals? Um, well, the one I'm thinking of may not be the one you're thinking of because you, I've gotten very confused about what Philip is doing here because you've talked about his, his higher realm experiences, so I, I don't know why he's still here. Is that what he's chosen? It has nothing to do with the channel at this time. Can you think of other individuals who have chosen that path that you just read? Those who remain here in constant reincarnation to help mankind grow out of density and Yes. Do any names come forward? I can't think of any. What about Martin Luther King? Oh, okay. You're talking about, and, and would, would, would other major figures like in the formation of our country be? What be about those? Gandhi? Gandhi, okay. What about Krishna? Right. Are you linking and sinking with where we're at? You have many souls who are choosing this path and will eventually be elevated, elevated to another frequency but they know through their consciousness and their growth and expansion, the greatest gift and sacrifice that they can make is to continue to come back, not to be in a more advanced world, but to continue to assist this one in its advancement. Do you understand? Yes. Yes. It is a holy mission, beloved student. It is a holy mission. You finished the piece I, want, I would like to read one or two sentences uh, that you conclude this piece with. It is time to know that death is the eternal friend of humanity and not the bitter enemy or some form of punishment. 
Yes. You certainly help us understand that better. The whole purpose of this discussion of so-called death is to begin to realize the relationship of what you call death with life. And in reality, they are aspects of the same thing, as light is to darkness, as male is to female, as problem is to solution, as right is to wrong, as darkness is to light. Can you begin to see it all? And the magnificent divine order of everything, no matter how your current events may appear at this time. In the glossary of the refounding of America, you have this teaching, and, and what we've discussed really helps us understand, I think, the, the validity of this teaching. You teach grief for the dead or the death of a loved one is selfishness and impedes the spiritual journey that the dead one should be enjoying, resting and growing. It holds them. But that grief experience is through ignorance through not really understanding that this person has not really died. And what you're really <clears throat> grieving is your loss. Yes. Not their loss. Right. For they have lost nothing. <clears throat> can you see the difference? I can. The and definition sounds harsh, but it requires a self-examination to really understand what you are doing at that particular point is making the death of another all about you. Yes. And if you release and love that individual and are no longer ignorant as to what is happening to them, <clears throat> how can you possibly feel negative about that and allow it to be a pathway and a journey for yourself in the future? And and you de describe the the uh, experience that the that the person who has died is is a spiritual journey that they should be enjoying, resting and growing. And uh, it it left me with the question: um, we, we we we've talked about uh, in in our discussions Philip's incarnations and mine, and um, and there was 150 Earth years between my last incarnation and this one. And when you're talking about resting and growing, I'm just wondering, what is the growth what what are the what growth experiences are our spirits experiencing in that, for example, for me, 150 years between my incarnations? It is, the, it is individuated for each and every one of you, but you, if you will examine your last incarnation, if you have a conscious past life regretted picture of that in juxtaposition to the lifetime that you're having now, you will begin to see that you could not be and do who you are now without some transitory growth process in between the two lifetimes which happened when you were not in physical format. Do you understand? So, so that's true for everybody listening here. It's true for all of humanity. Right. So what counsel would you give to those who are hearing this about what beneficial process they might be going through right now about examining their intuitive self about their incarnations? Trust and surrender 
that it is in a perfect divine order, that this is a loving universe, that this is a universe waiting to embrace you in the arms of eternal, everlasting love. Thank you, St. Germain, for this wonderful discussion about so-called death. You're welcome.